everybody you're listening to episode 147 of the geeks on grace podcast my name is cody armor i'm here with joe morgan gadzooks and shelly walter hello we miss you shelly oh thanks <laughs> today we're gonna be talking <laughs> about back. pokemon what so welcome back oh there oh, you go yeah thanks no oh. <laughs> today we're gonna talk about pokemon's melted deadpool 2's pg-13 re-release our first look at the star wars tv show and movie video games. We've been talking a lot lately about video games turning into movies. So today we're going to be talking kind of whatever happened to the tie-in video games uh, a little bit later. But first, special shout-outs to our Patreons at patreon.com slash geeksundergrace. Uh, Brian Struther, Jordan Garner, Michael Miller Jr., Casey Covell, and Jason Wilkerson. Thank you guys so much. Uh, but yeah. Let's let's jump into it. Let's get into it. Let's do this. Oh, Video yeah. games. What are you guys playing? You can start, Joe. <laughs> okay. Well, it's not a video game, but we had a board game night at church this week. Oh yeah. Cody got to come to that. Yeah. I totally so, I didn't even put that in the like in my notes. Yeah, we got to play a new game called Dice Throne. What are my new favorite games? Board games. It it is mine too. It is like medieval fantasy battle Yahtzee. What? Yeah. It's class-based Yahtzee. That's, I mean, that's kind of what it is. It's that's pretty wild. cool, though. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Just real quick, kind and of, think, if you want to explain like what that means yeah, for so people. Everybody picks their own class, so you have a board that gives you your skills based on... on uh, so Each of the dice has three icons or four. It, I mean, it depends on the class, I guess. Mm-hmm. Because each class is more complex. But there are different faces on the dice that have different symbols on them. And then when you roll the dice... You roll it just like Yahtzee. You get up to three dice rolls to Pick make your, your best, best hand. five. Yeah, your best five die hand. But depending on what's on the face of those dice, you perform a different kind of attack. They can have status effects, all that sort of stuff. You keep health. You've got maybe eight moves that you can choose from. Yeah, and you can you can upgrade those as you play. You can do one like every class has its own deck of cards as well. Yeah, that'll have different abilities and stuff. So. Yeah, it's it's just battle Yahtzee, but it's a lot of fun. We had a group of five guys all doing a free for all. Oh man. Yeah, it's and cool. it was it was a good time. It kind of reminded me of Munchkin a little bit of a you've got this very simplified version of what could be a long tabletop RPG. And then the the thing that I liked about this though is that even though it, it had dice rolling so there is a chance to it a little bit, uh it, it didn't feel like unfair in any way. Uh, where Munchkin, you can get just bad hands the entire game and not yeah. do yeah. anything. Uh, For with sure. this, there was a lot of choice in those three rolls that you got with your dice. Um, yeah. Do I want to take a chance to get this, or do I want to go with this move for now? Uh, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, and, and it's not... You can't unfairly gang up on people in a free-for-all, because the way that <clears> it is, you, you choose your attack. like You roll out and get your attack, and then you roll a die to see who you attack. Yeah. So okay. you pick your attack and then figure out who's going to get hit with it. God. But they actually uh, recommend that you do it in teams. So like a 2v2. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a season two that's getting ready to come out that's going to have like eight different classes in it. And I think it it will 
combined with season one. So you'll end up having like 14 playable classes. Oh, man. Yeah. So it'll, be, really cool. it'll be good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we played a couple other things there, too. What else did we play? Uh, Settlers of Catan. I think you'd already left when we were playing that. Yeah. Um, and then we played code, code words. Code, code, names. Names. code names. I love that yeah. game. Yeah. Code names. It sounds complex. It's it's really really not. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's super simple. And then I bought two other board games that we didn't even open out of the plastic. <laughs> I got one called Five Minute Dungeon mm-hmm. that I hear good things about. And then I caught I got a Dungeons and Dragons based deck building game called Dragonfire. Oh. So we'll have to try that out. Down the line, too. Uh, on top of the board game night, I've been playing Dragon Quest Eleven. I've got, fi- I'm finally buckling down on that. I've got about twenty hours into it now. Stuff's actually starting to get pretty interesting with the story. Twenty hours in. <laughs> wow. Uh, Arena of Valor. I've played every day this week. <laughs> I. I'm, I'm maining Yorn on the Switch. Yorn. So I've been playing Arena of Valor, but I have not been playing it on the Switch, which has been driving Joe nuts. Um, oh, I don't care anymore. I'll play without you, son. <laughs> <laughs> I, I might now, if I get bored with it, I didn't realize I had started playing it a little bit before the Switch one came out. Um, I was only two levels away from maxing out the character. And so now I'm like, now now it, she's fully maxed, and or I guess my profile is fully maxed, and I'm just destroying in game, but but you only ever play a single role, right? You only ever play a single character. Yeah. What uh, happens if somebody chooses Astrid before you? No one has yet. But what happens if they do? Then I fail miserably <laughs> as something else that's free. Okay. I guess. Uh, it, it's weird though. I I have fought Astrid maybe three times, like against someone playing as Astrid, uh, and I maybe I've never... she's just low tier. Yeah, no one, no one <laughs> likes her. But I'm, I changed up my strategy a little bit, and so now I'm getting MVP like every game. That's felt real, real good. So, and she's not even in the Switch version yet. Yeah, that bothered me. Too. There was a lot to it because I was like, maybe I can get my profile over there, then I play, and that didn't happen. And I was like, well, I'll still play. Let me go get Astrid, and I'll, I'll get into it. And then the character wasn't even in the game, and I was like, ah. I'm is if Astrid gets announced, then I will. Uh, but I think she's one of like the older characters in the game. She has How a many... skin that's not even in the game anymore that I think was before Arena Valor was called Arena Valor. Can't remember oh, what how many characters are on the phone version? Tons. I don't know. There's 39 on the Switch version. There's at least 39 on mobile. There's got well, I mean, to be more than 39 if you've got one that's not on the Switch version. I can't. Yeah, I, I have no idea how many are there. Okay. It's a lot. Um... And then, on top of that, I beat the Mummy Demastered on our Prey and Play last night. Nice. What is the Mummy Demastered? I I checked into it a little bit for a little while the other night. It's an adventure platformer that is actually based on the Mummy movie that Tom Cruise was in. Okay. So, it's a game based on a terrible movie. Uh, It wasn't that bad. (laughs) Okay, I've not uh, seen it, so I can't actually speak to that, but that's not what I've heard anyone else on Earth say. I, <laughs> You're the first person I've ever heard defend that movie. I'm, I'm not going to, like, it's not a good movie, but it's not, like, the worst. <laughs> there are much worse movies. I, I wish that those movies, um, that movie universe would have come to fruition. I think it would have been cool, but no one likes them. 
So I haven't beat that game. I can say, like, at least the games that Way Forward would have created from the rest of the games in that franchise would have been cool. Okay. Because this was, it felt like a mix between Castlevania and Contra. Like is it, it had guns fan-made? shooting like Contra. Or was it like? No, Way Forward is the name of the company that made it. Okay. They're the ones that do the genie, the half genie. I can't remember the name of those games off the top of my head. Shantae. Yeah, oh, thank yeah, you, LJ. Those games. Yeah, it's the company that made the Shantae games. I would have loved for a uh, Dracula from them. That would be really cool. The Dracula movie was way under, like, appreciated. Yeah. I don't know if you guys saw that. That was supposed to be connected to this in some way, and then it wasn't. It, it's all convoluted and confusing. But everyone was like, Dracula's not scary in that. And I was like, no, but he was super cool. Speaking of, I know, uh, I think that Castlevania game that's... They're re-releasing um, Symphony of the Night and Rondo of Blood as a co-pack called Rec- the Requiem Pack or something. Hmm. It's coming out on PS4 with both of those in it, I think, later this month, in a couple weeks. I wonder if that's in response to the games that came out that were similar. I don't know. Maybe there have been a lot of Castlevania, Metroid, adventure platformer type games lately. Well, the one that was made by the creators or whatever. By the... Oh, uh, Bloodstained? Yeah. It's not even out yet. Like, they released a... Oh. They released a a dorky little version. I say that. It's still fun. But they released a tiny little version to kind of satiate people and push the full-blown version of the game back, I think, into next year. Okay. So, yeah, that's that's all I've been playing this week, though. What about you, Shelly? Cool. I went to another Smash tournament. This was the big tournament that I signed up for. Sweet. Okay. And there was, was a tournament at the con I went to, and I thought of you. Oh, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, and I, I went with my boyfriend and a couple other friends. And it was super duper fun. I, I was 0-2 personally, but that's exactly what I was expecting. Um, plus, there are also a lot of just really, really good people in general. Because usually local tournaments, you're going to find mostly people who are around Seattle. But this is a little bit bigger tournament. You got some people from Eastern Washington. You got some people from Canada. And they're oh, wow. very oh, wow. good at the game. Um, and I almost, I almost fought them. I did fight someone who was apparently one of the top players in the state, but on a different character. He was playing as Lucario instead of Mega Man. And I didn't recognize him because I'm not... I'm only fresh in the Smash scene up here, so... People are just like, dude, he just played against Locke. And I'm like, oh, really? Oh, I didn't know that. He beat me, so... <laughs> <laughs> it was so fun. I At the same time, though, I probably... Just playing against those people, that was the best I've ever played. So okay, that's cool. it's just even the amount of experience I got just from that one event is kind of astounding. Do you um, yeah. plan to go again? Oh yeah. I wanna yeah, cool. So here's the thing is because these local tournaments keep happening on Fridays, um, I actually talked to LJ and we have switched stream nights. Okay. Until further notice or indefinitely. I guess yeah. I think it'll be for a while. But so now I'm on Tuesdays. He's on Fridays, and all okay. my people get at the end of the cast when we say where we find each other at. But I'm hoping to keep going to those. Unfortunately, I I thought there was one this Friday, 
And I don't think there is one this Friday. I think it's the uh, next Friday. And I won't be able to go to that one. I'm kind of sad. But it's fine. Um, but yeah, that was super duper cool. Uh, even though there's a lot of yelling and there's just a lot of people and it kind of wore me out at the end. But that's what that's what all does. It's fine. Yeah. I So that's, yeah, but that was awesome. That was a big sort of vent I did. And I also am back into playing D&D. My, both the campaigns I'm in for the rest of the year have officially started. We had our first sessions. And so I'm really excited about them because I'm playing as some characters that are very different than my other characters I've ever played. Um, especially in one of my groups, I'm playing as an Asimar uh, paladin. So, what is an As- Asimar? So they're from, they're not like one of the main races. They're from a race from one of the basically, I was going to call it, I was going to say a DLC book. It's not really a DLC book because that's video game. But like a Xanthard's Guide type thing. Yeah, exactly. It's the uh, Monsters something. Something's Monster. Volos? Volvos? Mon- I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember what you're talking about. Care. I can't remember the name of it though. But yeah, so I'm very, very stereotypical paladin. You know, justice. I'm obsessed with justice and doing the right thing. And I'm in a group with a druid who thinks he's a rogue, a trickster cleric who acts like a rogue as well, and a crazy bard. So I'm the only Which one- Which is a rogue. <laughs> yeah, so it's <laughs> very interesting. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm just really excited to get back into that. Yeah. And anything else video game related? I finally got my micro SD card and put it in my Switch, so now I don't need to worry about having enough room for Ultimate nice. when that comes out, even if it's, you know, 100 gigabytes. I don't <laughs> have the room. And it may be, I mean, with all it's the characters huge. they keep adding. I, I want to see a number. I want to see a number come out yeah. of how big it's going to be, because that's going to be a real concern for people who want it on their system, like I do. Yeah. You're going to need that. They've everything else so far. I can't imagine. Yeah. How big was Breath of the Wild? Under 12 gigabytes. Okay. I would imagine... Was it really that small? I think so. Don't worry. that. LJ says Red Dead will be 105 gigabytes. Yes. Yeah. But they're, they're going to be doing like 4K textures and stuff no, on that true. game. No, that's true. It's not going to be graphic intensive. More, It's not going to be more graphic intensive than any other Switch game has been. It's just yeah. going to be... There's going to be a lot of content. So I imagine maybe it'd be like... If Breath of the Wild's 12 gigs, I'm going to guess like 15 gigs for Ultimate. 15 to 20. I don't know. We'll see. But all that matters is that I have all the room forevermore, probably for the rest of my the time I'll be playing a Switch. I can get all the games. So, yeah. I don't think I've been playing anything else, though. My mind's very much on Smash. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Why are you, cool. Cody? I... Uh, I've been continuing to play Final Fantasy on the NES. Yeah. I talked wow, about that I'd forgot. Yeah. Last week, I'm, I'm sticking to it. Um, but it is disheartening that I am I'm level six, I think, right now. And I went and I ventured into the next area that I needed to be, and got destroyed. Poison is the most annoying thing in this game. Like poison's annoying in every game. Is it more annoying than Pokemon, like original Pokemon games? Yes. Oh. Because I went to a thing where just like everything that I attack is going to poison me. Uh, oh, even gosh. if you run away, you're going to end up with one poison. And like, I, I talked a lot about the health system last week. It's flawed. Um, it's an old game. I mean, it's one of the first. Right. Uh, but 
I, I get to this thing where it's like, so I need another four levels. No, three, three levels. If I'm level six, I'm supposed to get to level nine before I go to that place. Uh, so we'll see if I can grind that long because that means a lot of grinding. Uh, yeah. I put quite a few hours into it and I've only gotten to six so far. So we'll see. I don't know. I'm, I'm really excited for it. Like it all has been really, really cool so far. Um, it's just a lot of up and down grinding RPG style. Um, yeah, I've enjoyed that. And then I I don't know if this was this week or the week before, but I played Mario Party 4 on the GameCube with my wife because she never played Mario Party 4 before. And oh. something I don't think I mentioned on the podcast is when we moved, uh, like a week before we moved, uh, our neighbors were moving as well. And they were like, hey, I have this GameCube and a bunch of games. I'll give it to you for free. Yes. And I was like, okay. Uh, so I got the memory card that uh, they had and... Uh, the memory card has a bunch of save files, and so Mario Party 4 was, like, maxed out. Um, so, we played some Mario Party. My wife has never played Mario Party before, and it didn't have anything that was damaging. Mario Party? Good, because some Mario Parties... I I actually enjoy playing Mario Party, but mm-hmm. all my friends are like, no, we can never play that game, because our friendship <laughs> will be over. I'm like, seriously? Aww. I'm excited for the Switch version. <laughs> it looks good. I just... I also... No, because of that fact, no one will play with me. So. Yeah, I I don't play Mario Party games anymore. Would you? What if you tried a new one? Maybe it's not. I don't know. Can you come out with a new version of Monopoly too, so that I can also suffer <laughs> through that? <laughs> hey, which I know. I know that's not a fair one to one. Cody, what's I, your yeah, favorite Monopoly? Do you have a preferred Mario Party? Do you have a favorite Mario Party game? So I haven't played Mario Party in a long time. Uh, okay. I, most of my Mario Parties were 1, 2, and 3. Uh, my favorite was 3. Uh, uh, but I'm really far behind. I'm sorry. Like, I had never played Mario Party 4 either. Um, aren't there like 7 of them out now? There might be 8. I think there's 8. 8 was the Wii U? Wait, was there one on the Wii U? Mario Party 8 sounds really familiar. There's there was 10? definitely a Mario Party. LJ <laughs> says there's 10. There's 10 of them. Oh, wow. Okay. I... Uh, Mario Party 3, though, has Cowboys. Yeah. And Bowser and Mario shoot guns, and I thought that was the coolest thing as a kid. Uh, and they're wearing like cowboy hats and stuff, and they're cork guns. It was a lot of fun. Oh, okay. But I oh. was so like surprised. I was like, "You gave Mario a gun? What?" And they. Oh. It's a shadow. Uh, yeah, I. I my favorite's the DS version, Mario Party DS. Because that's probably why there's ten. Yeah, that's what I realized too. Because on my band trips in junior high, all of us, well, a large chunk of us in band, we had our DSs and we would bring our DSs on the bus and we would just all play Mario Party DS together and it was super duper fun. that sounds fun. So that's, that's, especially, (laughs) I specifically remember the cucumber cutting game because you just have to slide the stylus left to right, left to right, left to right. And I don't know, I really, (laughs) I enjoyed that version Probably because of all the memories. But. I'm so bummed, Joe, that you don't like Mario Party because would you play the Mario Switch Party version with us? Seems like the more switches you have, the better it gets. <laughs> I, I I might be willing to check it out. I'm gonna wait for. I'm not gonna go buy it on day one or anything. Okay, I'm <laughs> not gonna buy it. Not gonna pre-order it. Okay. <laughs> but what if you got like Waluigi? I'd be actually be really bad. Never mind. If Waluigi was a day one pre-order thing, <laughs> can't get Waluigi after that. You can play as Waluigi in Mario Party. 
Keep that in mind. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't care anything about Waluigi. <laughs> well, you're That's a Shelly's thing, so. Yeah. Although I would always play as Yoshi, which is funny because my main in Smash is now Yoshi. I'm always Mario. <laughs> yeah. Say what you will about the character. I, I, I like Mario and Smash. Yeah, okay. Ooh. Yeah. Like that sweet coin uppercut. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then we were talking about Arena of Valor. Um, I've been playing that a lot, which is weird because everyone else is playing it on Switch. And I was like, I'll just go back. To- I play it before bed, though. Like, it's so perfect to just go lay down, play a couple games. Um, you do that with Switch, just- too, though. That's true. <laughs> I I don't know the Switch. I, I did play a little. Wild. I downloaded the Switch version. I played through the tutorials, I think, and it looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. The buttons are really weird for me, which is strange. But because I learned this game without buttons, it's strange to have them. Got it. I know it's it's weird when you learn things wrong and you try to correct it. <laughs> I hate touching her faces. I usually do. Uh, I tried playing a game called Oceanhorn. It's supposed to be like a Zelda mobile game. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I couldn't do it because the the touch interface was just wasn't working for me. Um, but I I definitely like like the touch interface for this. I think partly because there's so many buttons on the face for you guys. Like like for you, Joe, you were talking about earlier. There was a surrender button that you hadn't seen yet. And you didn't know how to like. I couldn't figure out how to. Yeah, I couldn't figure out how to surrender on Switch. I saw the vote pop, and I couldn't figure out how to I'm sure it's agree with it. Relatively simple, but like on a phone, it's literally just touch of a touch the screen. Um, and I think there's just a lot going on on the on the front. Um, the buttons make it really nice. That's it. Uh, but yeah, getting into the news, what's happening in gaming? All right. Uh, this week we got. PS4, uh, they agreed finally after all this poking and prodding to allow crossplay with everything else on Woo! Fortnite. I can't believe it took them. This, I can't believe it took them so long, and then they backed up off of it. Well, that's the thing. Like, I thought they were just going to stick to their guns, and they totally backpedaled. Yeah, it's just Sony so weird about crossplay. Oh, they're winning the race right now. They don't want to give anybody a reason not to buy one of their pieces of hardware. Mm-hmm. That's true. But, and I'm sure this is why they backpedaled, you end up being like a bad company. Like, oh, you don't do the things that the consumers oh, want that's exa- to do. It was terrible for their PR, I'm sure. Yep. It's like, well, next time I won't buy a PlayStation because I want to be able to play with my friends. Right. Like My little cousin's got a... Switch and I've got an Xbox and my best friend's got his PC. We can all play together, but my best friend down the street doesn't. He's got a PS4 and so he gets left out in the cold. Yeah. Mm, yeah. It's smart. I just I'm really really surprised to see them do it. I'm glad that yeah. they did it. Yeah, so that's kind of the big news. I mean, season 6 dropped on Fortnite this week too and I hear you can get a dog in a backpack. Ooh. I bet a cartoony uh, dog in Fortnite is adorable. I like oh, dogs. I'm sure. I like what dogs. if it was a corgi? Oh. I don't remember if it was a corgi. Oh. That would be so amazing. Speaking of dogs in video games, corgi. though, Valkyria Chronicles 4 has a dog 
Yeah, I always see them in the ads that pop it's, up on my. I Facebook thought it was a corgi. Feed. I thought it was a corgi at first, but it's not. It's a, it's Shiba, a Shiba Inu. Another meme yeah. dog. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Arguably the memeier dog, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Much boom. <laughs> so wow. Heck. <laughs> Borkin. Um, also this week, Pokemon Go, they uh, kind of unveiled a new Pokemon called Meltan. So I mean, did they have a choice? Dumb. I don't know if they did or not. Yeah, That's was the only that place I've seen it. Just... I mean, it was all just a like PR move. Well, PR was move. it? Okay, it was all just. I mean, I'm assuming it wasn't. It wasn't actually a leak. Glitch. Like, I'm assuming it wasn't so, actually a leak. They did it on purpose, and then they like, oh, it's a leak. Haha, <laughs> just kidding. But I, it's dumb. No matter how I look at it, it's just a like stupid looking like Pokemon. A, there is something weird about it. Like, people were saying that it evolves to a Ditto before they even had a chance to even look at it people said when they caught well, think, it sometimes yeah. they got ditto sometimes they got chikorita which is which oh, sounds wow. very weird um yeah that sounds like an accident like the pokemon was appearing and then people caught it and they were like the game was correcting itself i just hope i would rather they actually do i would i rather they do that i don't know because either what could have happened is that it was all on purpose and they had that planned anyway and released it or it was actually a glitch. It was actually on accident, and they thought, "Oh, we know you. We gotta do this now. We gotta make it a thing." It's like Too missing now, but we gotta do yeah. it. And I, I heard rumor that it was going to be in Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. No. And then there was supposed to be kind of some kind of cross thing. I think when you caught it, it should have turned into missing now. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Yeah, I mean, this was an actual glitch. Interesting. This so was missing is... now. Right. Just... So this has its own behaviors, just like missing now did. <laughs> but it doesn't give you a hundred of a hundred of whatever item you want. Nope. Uh, finally, World of Warcraft Classic for people that have been wanting to go back to a level cap of sixty and waiting till you get to level 40 to get your mount and all that good fun stuff. I feel like people are going to realize how much they don't actually want that. <laughs> yeah, I think they will once they get into it, but you'll have a few people that probably enjoy it. The demo for that's going to be included with a BlizzCon virtual pass. So if you buy the virtual pass to watch BlizzCon from the comfort of your home, you'll get to play World of Warcraft. Ah. Classic. That's it for the news. We got several major games coming out in the pool list this week, though. Let's see them. So, I think Assassin's Creed Odyssey is probably the biggest one for the week. If you bought the hundred version, hundred dollar digital version of that, you can play it on Tuesday. Otherwise, you're gonna have to wait till Friday with all the other plebeians. What is in the hundred dollar version besides the game? Uh, three day early access. And I think it's a bunch of like DLC passes. Okay. I think that version may actually come with the promise of Assassin's Creed 3 Remastered and Liberation. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So that version is going to cost you $100, but you get access to it three days early, and you're going to get the other two games when they release. Hmm. Uh, and then on top of Assassin's Creed Odyssey, 
We were just talking about it, but Super Mario Party comes out this week for Switch. Oh, I didn't realize it was this soon. Yeah, I actually yeah, didn't this even. This week. I just saw that. Okay. okay. I mean, my That's words. Nice. It'll be a while before I play that game. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, Mega Man 11 comes out this week, too. I was thinking about getting it because I grew up as an NES kid playing Mega Man. This game's $30. Yeah. And. I shouldn't even pause at that because thirty bucks for a game is not too bad. But I don't know why that doesn't sit right with me. It's a brand new game, right? Or is it? Yes, it is brand new. They've completely redone like the graphics engines and it's three D character models and stuff. And it's got time slowing mechanics. Rush is back. The dog. Huh. It looks cool, but. So that's going to be 30 bucks coming out this week if y'all like the Blue Bomber. Forza Horizon 4 drops on the Xbox and PC this week. Oh, it's a beautiful looking game. And this is the one that has seasons, right? So Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh and the one seasons week of will real affect, life like the map. Yeah. And from what I understand, there will be certain cars and things that you can only get during certain seasons. Okay. And LJ will be reviewing that for us. The one thing I really appreciated was the winner. The lake will freeze over. The yeah, becomes, the lake freezes over. Becomes part and in of the, fall. Yeah, that's just super cool to me that the map will actually like your your driving tracks will change yeah. due to the season. Huh. Yeah, in the fall you get leaves everywhere and it'll make the track slicker and hmm. sounds like it'll be pretty neat. It's a cool looking game, so I'm interested to hear LJ's take on that. And then, if you bought the digital deluxe edition of WWE 2K19, you get access to it this week. Otherwise, you can wait till next week. Sweet. Okay. So, that's it for the pull list for this week. That's it for gaming. Cool. Awesome. And then, I guess, we'll just get right into movie news. Since we haven't seen any movies. Yep. Yeah. So I was, I was trying to think of movies. I I don't think I saw any. The one okay, I did see that apparently Kubo and the Two Strings is leaving Netflix on the eighth of this month. And if so you've not seen that one yet, you should go. Watch I haven't it. seen it yet, so it's my goal to see it before it leaves. Yeah, you definitely should. Cause I enjoyed it. Yep. But that's yeah. I haven't seen that yet. <laughs> so I'll get into some news. So. To start off, Dark Phoenix got a X Men Dark Phoenix, if you don't know what I'm referring to. Um, okay. Just got a trailer release a little bit ago um, this last week, which is exciting. But then they turned around and said, "Hey, Dark Phoenix, as well as Gambit and also Alita Battle Angel, are all delayed." Wow. No. So with Gambit, you know, Gambit, we haven't heard a lot at all about. So a delay is kind of eh. And Alita Battle Angel, we've only heard limited things. We know that's still kind of far in the future. But Dark Phoenix, this is, you just got a, you just got a trailer. Why would you just do that had a trailer? To us? Yeah, get all hyped and then no, oh, no, it's not coming out till later. So such huh. a weird play. Yeah, I yeah. just. I assume that Disney's involved, and I can't... Like, that's completely speculation. Uh, and I haven't seen reports one way or the other, but, like, Disney buying Fox, I could see it as, like, a step back. Yeah, I... I don't know. But you would think they'd want to get them released as soon as possible so they can move on with their own 
plans. Yeah. I I don't know. All I know is that it was kind of a bad move to do that so soon after yeah. the trailer. <laughs> um, but yeah, if if you're excited for any of those movies, sorry. It'll eventually come out. <laughs> It'll come out. All of them will eventually. Alita looks cool. Yeah. Second Man so News. Phoenix, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all they all look cool except Gambit, which we legit haven't seen anything about. Right. No trailers. But I'm excited for it. It should be good. Deadpool 2 also is getting a re-release. A PG-13 re-release in December. Yeah. So they're gonna cut out some things. They're gonna censor some things. And apparently the story's gonna be ever so slightly different. There's a part where... Uh, Ryan Reynolds shared it. Um, uh, what's that movie called? Princess Bride. Yeah. The kid is yes. being told the story. Yeah. Uh, he's gonna, like play that role again so he's in bed and deadpool is telling him a story which i assume is going to be the pg-13 version yeah that's what oh. i would assume just like oh i can't say that it's probably what's gonna happen yeah like that, which is oh, real weird i the mean fact i think that it that's has a footage seems strange in in movie that seems like a that's like a good cover up a good way to do that especially for deadpool like that's kind of perfect right but so outside brand. of the movie it's it's still weird to me that they feel the need to do a pg-13 release of deadpool 2 they didn't do that for the original deadpool yeah that's true so that's what's weird to me like if I that was a standard that they started with the first one with two though yeah i haven't seen it so i don't it know it is cleaner than one it's not clean yeah. but it is cleaner than one yeah it's yeah. still very much so it'd be easier to do but then at the same time it's like if the first one was not as clean, if you're going to do a PG-13 version, might as well do that one instead. Yeah. So I, again, bringing up like completely speculation, but I have to wonder if it's Disney. <gasps> Disney. Wanting it's to Disney. keep Deadpool. Yeah. That's and, the like, only the way that would make sense to me. The way that they've done Deadpool is in this like kind of universe separate from the X-Men in a weird way. That's yeah. like it's part of the X-Men, but it's not part of that universe and everything's like messed up. Yeah. So, it would be a really strange play, but if they decided that Deadpool's version was Disney's version of that X-Men universe. Yeah. Then it could play into... I would I be I would be okay with that if Deadpool showed up in one of the MCU movies. That's, yeah. That's when I would be okay with it. <laughs> I could I see it being gonna happen. easy cameo in Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, after a while we'll see that'd be really cool finally getting That's... a deadpool and spider-man movie or thing where they're interacting together that'd be yeah. great i mean but all in all though it's it's good for christians too like you get this pg-13 version that people are more um susceptible to watching yeah um so that's cool yeah i don't know everyone has their own opinions on censor censorship so right I didn't it's mind just the news. version, but I understand like it opens up a lot of doors for a lot of people to watch it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, speaking of Ryan Reynolds, he's going to be in a, a Truman Show-esque video game movie. It's going to be called Freeman. Do that. <laughs> oh, I thought you were saying you hadn't seen the Truman Show yet. No, if you haven't. The Truman Show is a good movie on its own, yeah. Yeah, Jim Carrey. Stuck in a 
But what's yeah. super interesting about this is that it's not, you know, classic video game movie that we tend to talk about. It's not Tomb Raider. It's not World of Warcraft. It's uh, this guy, Ryan Reynolds' character, realizing that he's a background character, an NPC in this open world shooter game. And yeah. he basically, they, they describe the plot roughly as they're going to make a sequel to the game. And the way he, the way to save his universe, the game that he lives in, is trying to convince everyone else that they're also in a game and starting a revolution. So it's a very original idea for a huh. video game movie. It's very, you know. It reminds I, me of that. Yeah. Where is that? It was a rated R movie with machine gun feature actor that looks like Russell Crowe. Um, uh... Uh, I can't remember his name. Machine Gun Preacher, actor Joe. You look like you. Oh, Gerard Butler? Gerard Butler. Yeah. I think he looks like Russell Crowe. I think they could have played like a father-son thing. Anyways, <laughs> there was a, a long time ago, there was a really weird movie where he was a real person. The Gamer. Mm-hmm. The Gamer, I think yeah. that's what it was called. And then like there was some like, some rich kid that played as him, and he was like this yeah. convict. But they put him in another world, and then they played him like a video game. Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't very good, but, but it was a cool concept. Basically, if anyone's going to get this part right, it's going to be Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, it's called Gamer. That was the name of it. I don't yeah. recommend it. It just reminds me of that concept. Yeah, so that's that's all cool. Last bit of cool movie news is if you like Hellboy, Hellboy just got a new poster. And it looks yeah. really good. Sweet. It's awesome. It does look cool. I have no idea when they'll get a trailer, but they got a poster, so that's really He's nice. He's got his his full horns in that thing. He does. Oh, I didn't think about that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because the Hellboy in the that was popular in the movies and the comics, he's got his horns removed. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have to see what that means. I and can't remember this actor's name, but he looks the part. Yeah, so, I can't remember it either. It's the guy that plays the, the sheriff. Something Harbor. In, it's like Dave Harbor or something. David like that. Harbor. David, David Harbor. Harbor. Yep. You were very good. That's oh, good. nice. Good job. He, he looks the part so well. I think he's going to do awesome. Totally. Yeah, lots of really exciting news in the movie news, uh, except for delays. Delays aren't exciting, but that's what we got. So. Cool. Yeah. And then how about the TV world? Joe's monthly, weekly baking show I, I mean i'm always watching baking shows but i can stop breaking it up if you want <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's it's a given that i'm watching some sort of baking show at this point all yeah right, that's fair. fair but i've i've i watched all of iron fist season two okay i am six episodes in so you were over halfway through the season then yeah okay i can't really say anything then did you see season one <laughs> yes it's Here's much the, better than season one. I was going to say, I enjoyed season two. The tragedy is, if you want to know what's going on, you need to watch season one to get the story. Oh, yeah. But season one is hot garbage by comparison. Oh. Season one, I really didn't mind it as much as most people did. But I didn't... The thing that they're doing differently in this that makes it so much better to me is that this is a martial arts show. Where the first one didn't know what it was going to be. And it really yeah. bugged me in the first show that Danny Rand, the main character, would always get beat up. And it was like, 
when Jessica Jones goes into a room, she's got her strength and like nothing can hurt her. Luke Cage literally deflects bullets when he walks into a room. And I was like, Danny Rand should be able to go in and just out fight everyone that he sees. And then it creates suspense when there's someone that he goes up against that can't, uh, that he can't take. And the first show that that didn't happen at all. But this show, there are random fight scenes, um, not just with Danny Rand, but with other characters that are like, that didn't need to happen. But I'm still glad it did because it was a great martial arts like scene. The martial arts action is a lot better this season. Mm -hmm. Danny Rand himself is much more believable as a character. Yeah. He was very stoic, almost like... I mean, I know what he was going for. Guys live in a monastery his whole life, and he doesn't understand the world sort of thing in the first season. He feels like a human being in season two. Yeah. It was such a contradiction, too, in the first season. He was like, I control all of my emotions. And then he would like rage on people, and you're like, you're not, you're not controlling your emotions, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, what happened to this monk stuff? Um, we'll have to talk after you finish the season, then, because yeah. I finished the season today. And his, the supporting character is a lot better too. Like his, yes, um, brother. Well, and they, uh, not his brother, but his Davos. The other one, the business guy. It's not actually his brother. Oh, Meacham. Meacham. Uh, I didn't like Meacham in the last season that much. He's been great this season. Like very realistic and like not just the stereotype. Yeah. What were you gonna say after that? I don't remember. Oh, my bad. <laughs> oh, so they're able to because they've had, you know, the defenders now and they've bled they've they've started to bleed the worlds together. Mm-hmm. There there are mentions of uh, Matt Murdock, and there yeah. are there are characters from the other shows that that kind of fade into this and and are in parts of this. Daughters of the Dragon. That's uh, Connie and then Misty. They're the oh, trailers. Okay. Okay. It's not spoilery. I'll say Misty's from Luke Cage. Yeah. And if yeah. if you watch the Defenders, like everything meshed in that. Um, yes. It, yeah, if you were going to watch this season two, I would actually say don't just watch um, Iron Fist season one, but watch Iron Fist season one and then Defenders. Uh, I was actually really thinking about this earlier today. Um, I think the Defenders would be okay to watch if you've seen any season one. I don't think you need to watch all four of them to understand what's going on. I mean, obviously yeah. be better, but it, I think the Defenders need to be your season two of whatever it is you do watch. I was going to say, I've not seen... Se- I still haven't watched season one of Luke Cage or Jessica Jones. Except for Daredevil. Daredevil season one, season two, and then Defenders. That's confusing, yeah. but... Yeah. Um, no. But yeah. It's, it's cool. That's, the Daughters that's of all the Dragon I've watched are awesome. I enjoyed, I enjoyed this season. I genuinely did. Cool. Been watching anything, Shelly? I finally finished Naruto. Awesome. So, proud of myself for that. So weird, because I did skip all the filler episodes. So, so you skipped like 80,000 so episodes. So weird, because I got to near the end of this thing, and I don't think it's considered spoilers, but basically everything that was happening, they said, oh, in three years, this is going to be relevant. In three years, this is going to happen. Three years, blah, blah, blah. 
So I'm like, okay, this sets up pretty well for Shippuden. I wonder how many more episodes there are. There's like 20 more episodes, but all of them are filler, except for even the only part of the last episode. Like part of that last episode is not even relevant. And only part of it is. So that's weird. But I I did finish it. I did watch everything important from that show. And I started Shippuden. I watched... I might be on the second or third episode. Third or fourth, actually. So, yeah. It's been been something. Okay. Shippuden is much longer than regular Naruto, as far as I'm aware. So, that'd be great. How many episodes are there of base Naruto? Oh, I gotta look that up real quick. I don't remember. I want to say... No, it's not that many i want to say it's like around 120 no no no. it is closer it's like 220 okay so, that's still a lot yeah, but it's that's 220 not... take out maybe yeah maybe 80 episodes are all filler okay that sounds like and then naruto shippuden how many episodes are in here let's just take a quick look and I'm watching on Hulu, by the way. There's a couple different places where you can watch Shippuden. I don't know where okay. the best one is, but I know that they have the English dub on Hulu. And I'm just barring my roommate's account because she's great. Because <laughs> I don't actually have Hulu. Um, but because I watched the original English dub, I kind of feel inclined to watch this one English dub. There are 500 okay. episodes in Shippuden. There are Oh my goodness. But it's also more filler. So, ah, yeah. And then there's Boruto, which is a thing that I may or may not start start after Shippuden, because I don't know how long Shippuden's going to take me. <laughs> Man. It's kind of ridiculous, I know, but that's... I also have been watching... So all my apartment mates are obsessed with the show Friends. You know, that old sitcom. Yeah. I'll be there for you. Exactly. So I watch some more of... We've been, a lot of times we'll just put on in the background and I'll just kind of watch in the background. But we have, um, me and my roommate sort of continually watched it together all the way through. So I did watch a little bit more of that, you know, in order. So I'm a little bit further there, but I don't care as much about friends as I do Naruto. Okay, cool. And there's other shows I want to watch. There's like Dragon Prince I haven't started yet, but that's that. Okay. Cody? I finished Luke Cage, which, kind of out of order here, because we just talked about Iron Fist, but I watched <laughs> the rest of Luke Cage so that I could Got watch it. Iron Fist. Uh, and at the point at the point in time, I said uh, Luke Cage was, after finishing, I was like, that was the best season I've seen so far. Second season. Uh, out of Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and Luke Cage. I think Iron Fist is better. I'm more interested and I also really like that Iron Fist is 10 episodes because Luke Cage was 13 and it felt a little long. But um, Luke Cage is my favorite villain so far. Bushmaster okay. is really, really cool. And like what they do with Bushmaster uh, is really cool in the story. So I don't know. I really appreciate it. the ending is going to be is super cliche. Like where they're going with their season three of Luke Cage seems really cliche to me. Uh, but yeah. I don't know. It was a lot of fun. 
And then I also watched Shannara Chronicles. I've talked about that off and on. I tried watching it. Um, we watched season one and we liked it. Uh, you got to keep in mind still that it is a really good machinima-esque like web series show. <laughs> if you take it as a TV show, it's not great. <laughs> uh, okay. But it's on Netflix. Season two is on Netflix. And so I figured I would pick it back up and check it out. So far, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, that's all I've been watching though. Getting into the TV news, House of Cards got its final season, and everyone's been wondering how is that going to work because Kevin Spacey's no longer in the show. Uh, they make it very clear in the trailer that they're just killing him off. Like he is just dead. We're probably not going to see him die. <laughs> like he he was fired. It sounds like on the spot, and they were like, "All right, he's dead now." Um, I'm kind of hoping that Claire killed Frank um, because that's how dark and twisted that show is. Uh, and so that would Who's be Claire. Claire is his wife and she is kind of taking over uh, Kevin Spacey's character's role. Okay. And so it's going to be kind of cool to see uh, where, how that happens, like how that takes place and stuff. Um, but she throughout the show has been this very like mean spirited person, but also very confident, uh, very likable uh, in the way that Frank, I want to call him Frank Castle, Frank Underwood uh, has been. And so uh, I don't know. I, I hope that they don't make it a redeeming story for her. Um, but it's, it's supposed to be the idea that he was building these house of cards and it was all supposed to fall. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I don't know. Uh, you can check out the trailer. We'll leave it in the notes. Um, I, it's one of my favorite Netflix shows. It's one of the first that like got me into Netflix originals. Uh, and then Walking Dead. We got some news from Negan himself, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Uh, he's saying that the show, after Rick leaves, will be kind of a soft reboot. Um, not fully rebooting the show, obviously, but kind of um, reworking the story because most people correlate The Walking Dead with it being Rick Grimes' story. Uh, so right. that makes sense, but I kind of hope that they don't go the route of, oh no, something happened to our settlement. We have to go find a new place to live because that's <laughs> been yeah. that show's story from the beginning. They find a place, right. they run out of stuff to talk about, so they move to a new place. Yep. Um, and I like this thriving. We've had this same area for quite a while now, and I've, I've loved watching it grow. Yeah. Fair. So, I don't know. Hopefully. And then finally, uh, John Favreau. I always say his name wrong. Joe says it right. Yeah, that's it. Favreau. Uh, he's looking at a Star Wars TV show. We've talked about it before. It's on Disney's streaming service. And we finally got some set photos of it. Uh, and it's a really big set. And so I was kind of surprised by that because. It makes me wonder if the show is going to take place in a single location and not on a different bunch of different planets like the movies would, um, which would be cool, but really weird and kind of against what Star Wars usually does. Uh, it also looks very like they're, they're just like building set pieces. So who knows what's actually going on? But it kind of looks like a, a bar area that we're looking at in the pictures. Um, so not like a really high-tech city, but more of like a Tatooine-type place. Or okay. wherever Luke is from. It wasn't Tatooine, was it? 
Yeah, I think it was. I don't know my Star Wars anymore. Someone's going to be mad at me. Sorry. It's been a while. They're both tattooing me. Okay. LJ's got my back. Cool. Well, <laughs> that's going on. That's everything going on in the TV world. Uh, we do have a discussion question. Remember, if you can, if you want to ask us a discussion question, you can do that by emailing us at podcast at geeksundergrace.com. We love getting your questions. Uh, J Money asks from our Discord. You guys asked about video game movies. You guys asked about video game movies a few weeks back. But whatever happened to movie tie-in video games? You really don't see those anymore. Did the industry realize that they were 90% garbage? Did the mobile market sub subsume them? What are some of your favorites besides Spider-Man 2? Hmm. I don't know if I have a favorite. Try to it's think. The Lord of the Rings trilogy on PS2 was the best that there ever was. Okay. I... Try not hard. Trying hard to not sing right now. Wait, what's yours? No. He said the best there ever was, so I'm like... <laughs> I'm feeling it in my gut. <laughs> but I won't do it. <laughs> By and large, I think the... The tie-in movies have been relegated. The the, the movie tie-in games have been relegated to the mobile market. Ratchet and Clank. That's mine. Yeah, but Does that Ratchet was actually a video count? game that was being made. I don't think that counts. Into a movie, back into a game. Yeah. I, yeah. You know what made me really mad? That's... It was uh, Prince of Persia, the video game based off the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? It's the game based off of Jake Gyllenhaal's movie. Yeah. Based off the game franchise. <sighs> yeah. So ridiculous. Yeah. I'm trying to think of which ones. I used to play a lot of them. I remember. I just can't. I played a lot of the Prisoner of Azkaban game on Game Boy. I really liked that game. Okay. The only reason I stopped playing it was because I was too dumb to figure out how to figure out a boss. How to beat a boss. When, basically, I was supposed to... The whole game was... It was setting up... Because it was like a classic um, turn-based RPG. It was kind of like Final Fantasy. In, in the okay. sense of huh. every character kind of goes and does a turn. And then, you know, kind of goes in a loop. Yeah. Um... And what I didn't realize uh, back then, you know, you're fighting a werewolf version of Lupin. Right. Werewolf Lupin. None of these are spoilers, because if you haven't seen the third movie, you really need to. Um, that's a travesty if you haven't. But you have Hippogriff with you, and then you have your party of you and Hermione, of Harry and Hermione. And Harry and Hermione could not damage werewolf man very, very well. But Hippogriff okay. really does a ton of damage, which makes sense in the movie because it's it is Bucky, um, Buckbeak, not Bucky, Bucky, Buckbeak, who Buckbeak. scares him off. But the little kid too. me did not realize I just had to put all of my healing and all the focus onto Hippogriff, you know, Buckbeak attacking. I thought, oh man, this this boss is really hard, and so I gave up. But it was a very fun game. I enjoyed it a lot. I don't think I ever played the Game Boy games. I despise the PlayStation version because it just looked awful and I was really mad. Oh, like, it I... didn't look also, good then. It doesn't look good now. I also played the GameCube version of that and that was also really fun 
in a different way because you could fly on Buckbeak. You could. It was like oh, an. Oh, cool. It was the closest thing I've ever seen. I I don't think I ever played um, any of the other Harry Potter main games. I, mm-hmm. I actually, yeah, I don't think I played any others. It was only the third one. But you could. It was like an open world Hogwarts. You can go anywhere in Hogwarts, and you could ride on Buckbeak and fly around Hogwarts, and it was just cool. amazing. So, Does EA's Quidditch most of the time count as a tie-in? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. That was amazing. I want EA to make Quidditch too. With all that of the was... movies are coming out with the uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, and they have the mobile game. People they need to realize that what people really want is is that open Quidditch. world multiplayer MMO. Basically what they tried to put on the phone, but actually good on okay. PC, on a console or something. That'd be awesome. It'd basically just be an RPG, but yeah, you're a wizard. So, Joe, you were getting into like the industry side of things. What were you going to say? I, I, I don't know. You were, you, were deep, you were diving in deep and we were like, but wait, we have favorite games. I don't know. I guess you put a lifesaver on me. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I mean, you're keeping me on the surface. I don't. I don't remember what I was saying. A lifesaver? You said I was diving deep. <laughs> oh, I thought the candy. I was so confused. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? An actual lifesaver, man. Got it. I uh, I don't remember what I was talking about. I just there. By and large, I think companies realized that those weren't selling like mm-hmm. they wanted them to on consoles. And so the mobile market makes a lot more sense. You're hitting a lot of the casual audience, people that would be more interested in maybe just hitting something real quick. Cheaper to make, with, too. Yeah, and, and less expensive to make, yeah. So I think the mobile market's where all of that movie tie-in stuff went. Yeah. Oh, I almost forgot. I already mentioned it on another podcast, but the one game, one of the games that got me into video games in general was the Brother Bear PC tie-in game. So I got to shout okay. that one out because that one I was addicted to when I was a little small child. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> I don't I think it was a good game, was... but yeah. Huh. I, I'm going to stick with supplementary. I think that a tie-in game should not be based off of the movie story but tie into the movie story uh and not in a way that's like we're gonna tell the same story but dig a little deeper into the characters but actually like be a standalone thing where i can watch the movie or play the game by itself and it makes sense but it nods yeah. to both yeah i like supplementary i stick with that <laughs> uh you guys geeking out about anything else no, I didn't work on punching out any more Gloomhaven stuff at all last week. Aww. Aww. So I still have a table full of Gloomhaven stuff in cardboard. <laughs> it looks daunting. It's going to be... I mean, you're talking about it being a multiple months long campaign. Putting it and together that's once looks you've like got a everything haven ready. of gloom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that box is going to be so heavy. <laughs> You I'm looking like, forward to it, but... I don't think so. Um, no, I, my life is school now. Oh, so. no. Yeah. 
Welcome back. <laughs> I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, but I went to Consplosion. Uh, so I figured I should mention that a little bit. I got to um, go to a panel for Quentin Flynn, who is Axel. The voice Universe. actor. Who's yeah. what? Yeah. The, the voice actor. Yeah. Uh, so that was cool. Um, it's it's definitely a small con, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, watched some Poi, which is like, if anyone's seen Fire Poi, they take fire and they put it on ropes and they do a lot of cool stuff with it. Um, these people did Fire Poi. I missed that, but I got to see the LED version of what they do, uh, which is super cool. And then we went to the cosplay uh, competition. Cool. Nice. I, I will give a shout out to the Aang that was there that definitely doesn't listen to our podcast. Um, <laughs> that dude was awesome. He had he, he had mixed all the music together to do, uh, it was Uncle Iroh explaining all the different elements. Oh my Last gosh. Last Airbender, for those who don't know. Oh yeah. And then he was doing the uh, martial arts that they use at the beginning of every episode. They would do like Katara would go water, earth, fire, air. Yes. Uh, yeah. And so he was doing the motions to those as Iroh was speaking. And then he like added in the dragon dance and oh my it gosh, was so cool! And then he does all this super that. serious stuff, and he was amazing at it. Like this guy, I talked to him a little bit. He's actually a martial artist, um, and so he does. You know, Ang does a thing where he's like wah and like pulls his hands out, and the rocks spin in yeah. a circle. Yeah. So he rigged up these ropes to these rocks, and so he does all the super serious, awesome martial arts, and then turns around. He goes wait, and he turns around. And he gets it ready, and he comes out, and he does the little spinning rock thing with these ropes. I was so impressed. It was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, don't do something so serious and do something goofy, because you've done so well. And then it was that, and I was like, that was so perfect. The dude got a standing ovation. Uh, Um, I would hope so. That's awesome. Yeah. I was teary-eyed. It was cool. (laughs) He deserves a shout-out. He's probably my highlight of the week. (laughs) Cool. Well, that's cool a, stuff even at a tiny, huh? I said cool stuff even at a tiny con. Yeah, definitely. Always something to check out, even though yeah. they're small cons. Uh, but if that's all we're geeking out about, we'll end the show there. Uh, Joe, where can they find you? At? Find me on Twitter at Joe Knows Games, and every Sunday and Wednesday night at Twitch.tv/GeeksUnderGrace. And Shelly, you can find me on Twitter at. The Shellshock24. You can find me now on Tuesdays at um, Geeks Under Grace. Sorry. Twitch.tv slash Geeks Under Grace. Yep. You can find me on Twitter at Cody Armor. Keep gaming. Keep praying. And God bless. Bye-bye. <laughs>